This is Renee. And this is Ben. And you're listening to Rules of Dumb. Want some water? Huh? Want some water? This is so hot. No, I'm good. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording everywhere. All right. Oh, okay. So. So let's say hi to each other first. What? All right, go ahead and play music. Nope, this is your show. Hi, Ben. Why are you scratching like that? You do you. You do you. No, it's all good. Go ahead. Nope. You deserve to be in charge after all the work that you do to put this together. Go ahead and play. I don't want you to upset. Go ahead and play. Oh my God. Now I'm upset. Now I'm upset. What's the year on this? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh. I, I know, I, I can tell you. Tell 94. 94? Well, so this is a remastered version from 2006. It's definitely 90s. Because I was in high school. You were in high school <laughs> in the 90s? I feel like we constantly talk about our age. And you constantly laugh at how old I am. I, I just, I don't know. It is a little funny. What were you doing in the 90s? In the 90s? Yeah. I was out living life, man. Did you have a job? I had a job. I had responsibilities. Man, <laughs> Bills. Okay. You know what I mean? I was playing soccer. You were playing for soccer high school. for your high school? As a matter of fact, these guys were like nearing retirement. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, One for All, the album came out in 1990. 90. Wow. So, 1990. And this song came out in 92. Okay. So, I wasn't far off. I said 94. You right? were far off. Yeah. I was graduating junior high school. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> oh my god yeah it's like i would say uh brand nubian tribe called quest they mm-hmm. last soul a little bit i guess okay and then uh public enemy for different reasons what about them just like my favorite groups of, of that time okay particularly them because they were just different you know, I, I guess it brand was just Nubian? like. Or all of the groups you just mentioned. Well, Brand Newbie in, in particular. What was different about them? In I, I think they just got more high than the other ones. More high. Yeah. Like <laughs> as in drugs. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's the only thing I could think. Uh, yeah. I might agree with you there. Because yeah, they always seemed high. Yeah, that sounds right. They, like all the time. The other guys seem like they do it a little. But when they were performing. That sounds right. I think or in the right. studio, maybe they weren't. And I could be totally wrong. What do I know? Yeah, I don't know. That was the dirty backpack days. You don't know nothing about that, do you? What's a dirty backpack? Dirty back? You don't know a dirty backpack? I have no idea what that is. Sorry, I keep moving. Yeah. What's a dirty backpack? When you have a backpack and it's dirty. Why is it dirty? <laughs> I don't know. That's just... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Why would you, you have know? a dirty backpack? 
That was the black medallion, you know, African medallion time. Yeah. You know, yes, you're right. You're it's right. Tommy Hill figure. Yeah. That was that was when people were wearing like the Malcolm X hats and stuff. Malcolm X hats, yeah. yeah. So that then, was that was like the resurgence of <laughs> Black you know, Power. Black Power being woke. Yeah. I, th- I think we skipped the eighties. Eighties were I feel like everybody was on drugs in the 70s and the 80s. And then, like, they woke up. Crack got everybody. That's that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the 90s, people, you know, just started smoking a little weed. And that's it. It's been like that since. Right? Yeah. Seems that way. So there's a, um, or there used to be a, an African festival in Mount Vernon where I grew up. Okay. At this place called Memorial Field, which is the center of town and, you know, Mount Vernon High School would have their graduations there and they would have different events throughout the summer. And I actually played soccer there on Sundays with the Jamaicans. Okay. Right? <laughs> it was like always like a, with crew, the Jamaicans. a crew of Jamaican dudes on okay. Sundays All right. playing soccer. And of course, little old me thinking I knew what I was doing, playing with these grown men um, with my girl Lauren, actually. It was, yeah, we shouldn't have been doing that. Let's just say that. Okay. Anyway, there was a, uh, <laughs> there was a festival there that I used to go to every summer and I bought this Malcolm X hat and I had to be, I had to have been in maybe eighth grade. Right. And my mom said I could not wear the hat unless I did research on who Malcolm X was. And she would do things like huh. that, which annoyed the hell out of me. But looking back, I, I get it. Right. Okay. Like you need to know what you're representing and who's, who you're putting on your head and your chest, your body. You oh, so, know. so you were wearing something. I was wearing a, a cap that had X, oh, on, the X it. on it. And she okay. was like, you're not wearing that until you basically do a book report on Malcolm X. So I promptly did a book report on Malcolm X. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you read the autobiography? I think I did. You think you did? I, I, got, I got it right here if you want it. It's the same. I am confident that I have it. I <laughs> okay. told you my brain just doesn't, my brain doesn't hold stuff for very long. Um... So, yeah, that's the one thing I remember about that period of time. Was your, your mom making you do book reports? Yeah, well, she'd maybe do book reports. She would also um, ask me what was going on in the news on Sundays. Okay. So really? I swear to God. I swear to God. So I would take the Sunday paper and I'd have to read it and then tell her what was going on in the news. Again, very annoying. But looking back, fine, I get it. All right. My, my father <laughs> used to do that to me. He, I, I used to have to read the New York Times. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. But I, See, I would read it. I, I had no idea what I was... Like, I didn't understand. Like, yeah. I didn't understand. You know what I mean? I couldn't connect the things. Like, And it just... He left out, I feel like, why am I doing it? Well, it, right. it felt that's, like punishment. That's exactly right. Same here. You know? Same but. here. Same here. So, you know, there were, there were things that my parents did when I was younger that I didn't understand and they didn't explain. I don't think black parents think they have to explain the why right which i think is some bullshit (laughs) (laughs) just to say why and don't like be screaming and hollering like just just do as i say just explain why help me understand don't just yeah it's hard to know it's hard to know i I, because it's funny that you say that because that's what i feel they didn't tell you why they just said "Do do it do it right because i said to right and I'm sure they got that from their parents, right? Exactly. It, it, it's funny that, uh, so you talk about like your formative years when you were in junior high school and high school or whatever. When I was in high school, what was popular, actually high school and college, 
was the Cosby Show, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It was popular when I was in well elementary. School. Okay, <laughs> so I guess and Theo, the character Theo, yeah, and, uh, he and I are the same Warner. age. Oh, okay, right. So we're the same exact age. Okay, and I want to say Malcolm Jamal Warner is the same age. Like so, I related to that character. Okay. Uh, so it's funny that Bill Cosby, they didn't seem, well, okay, the Huxables, let me stop saying Bill Cosby, the Huxables. Thank you. Different whatever, people. Right. <laughs> they, they didn't do that, right? They didn't go about saying, because I told you so, right? Mm-hmm. They actually tried to explain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how they were in their personal lives, the actual actors. Okay. Particularly Felicia Rashad. She, she told a story where... She and her uh, sister, Debbie Allen, mm-hmm. um, they grew up a certain way. The question was like, why are you and your sister so successful or something like that? Mm-hmm. And she said, I think it was because the way our mother approached us. Okay. She didn't tell us to do something just to be doing it. Mm-hmm. She would tell us why. Okay. She didn't tell us, don't touch that. She would tell us how to touch it. You know what I mean? If you want to touch it, this is how you touch it. Okay. That always stuck with me, man. And it's it's stuff about that show that they, how they treated their kids and what, like, that informed me how to be a parent more so than my parents did. That's interesting. You know what I mean? It's a fictional show. I get it. Yeah. I knew it at the time. Yeah. I can intellectualize that. But then some of the things they did on them, like, that makes perfect sense to me. Right. And I'm going to use that. Okay. Another thing that uh, I remember this, like it was the back of my hand when the Vanessa character. Yes. She went off to college. Yes. And started dating the maintenance guy. Oh, Dabness. Dabness. Oh, right? yeah. So and then Dabness came in. They didn't like Dabness. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, I do. So as the time went on. <laughs> I do. Because right? we didn't send you to school. We date no maintenance, man. He had been in the service. Don't even get me started. Okay. He had seen the world, <laughs> right? I think he was t- in, in the show. He, was he might have been older. like 27 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was like older that. than her. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But, and they wanted to hate Dabness. Right. But then as the show went on, Dabness, he all right. He could fix stuff. He knew <laughs> stuff. <could> fix stuff. <laughs> really? <laughs> so it was like Dabness kind of, you know, chipped away at that ice that was there. Yeah. And so Dabness noticed it. He was like, yo, like, what's up? Like, why are y'all treating me like this? And so Heathcliff said, she bought, he said, what's your favorite dinner? And he said, sometimes I like a, a steak dinner. He said, all right. So imagine a steak dinner, steak steaming hot, it's juicy, you know, got an Idaho potato next to it, butter on it, you know, your, your favorite vegetable steaming is just hot and you smell it and your mouth is watering. And then they come out to serve it to you and put it on a garbage can lid. <laughs> I remember that. Right? I remember that. Yes. He said, not too appetizing, is it? Right? I remember that. He said, that's how she brought you up in here. Oh. I would never forget that. Oh, wow. So to me, that said, sometimes it's not necessarily what you do. Yeah. Sometimes it's how you do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? I, I definitely have had my share of... Uh, dating woes because i you know i was in college and i dated everybody i dated everybody i, I mean not like that not like that i mean no, that's what you said I mean, yeah. <laughs> whatever i'm a free spirit leave me alone okay <laughs> i dated everybody no i mean i 
dated the guys who were at Harvard, and then I dated guys who like worked at auto body shops. Okay. And everything in between. Right. Um, I just I just liked who I liked. My mother didn't necessarily like who I liked. Okay. But you know. Did you and your mother have issues? Oh, about all the that? time, constantly, constantly. It was like a never end. It just never ended. Did your mother ever have a favorite? Did she ever have somebody that you actually did bring home that she was like, I like that She guy. eventually did like someone. Okay. This is the, the dude who was like 10 years older than me or whatever. <laughs> or whatever eight years, nine years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was a grown-ass you, man. You're Vanessa. You're, you're Vanessa, basically. <laughs> he was a grown-ass man. You're Vanessa. Yeah, I, he was... Yeah, he was older. <laughs> it's funny how that still tickles you to this day. It's hilarious and awful at the same time. Right. So, yeah, she could not stand it. She hated it. And eventually they, they became like he would be over there when I wasn't even around because right. I was living in Puerto Rico at some point. He's dad this. He. Yeah. 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 It was really interesting. So it's just like. You know, I, I think about that. I'm like, you don't judge a book by its cover, That's right. one. Yeah. And then, like, what do you value, you know? Yeah. Do, do you value who the person is or what they do? Right. Yeah. You know, you know? Yep. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, wait, the guy from, yes. What about the guy from the show? Uh, he was just in the news. What was his name? Jeffrey or Joffrey Owens. Yes. What, was it, what was his character's name? El Elvin. 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 El Elvin. Elvin. Oh, Elvin. Right. He was, just he was Sandra's news. husband. They right. had the twins. Right. Right. Winnie, Winnie and Nelson. There you go. So you remember more than me. I remember, Winnie yeah, and Nelson. Yeah. 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 I know the show. So he's in the news recently. Yeah. Because uh, he was working actually not too far up the street. Oh, he was living in, in New Jersey? Yeah. Clifton, New Jersey. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Trader Joe's there doing a job. And somebody took a snapshot of him and posted it on social media, Fox News picked it up oh boy. and said, oh, look at, you know, Elvin now working in a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's ain't a bad place to work, though. Let's just be well, clear about that. It's <laughs> actually one of the better having places a job to work. It's not a bad thing. If, if, if he's working at Trader Joe's, there's a reason he's working at Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. he, or, or anybody's working anywhere. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to, I do have to say that, like, the internet went crazy and said, oh, they're job shaming this guy. The original post, it may, it could have gone either way, right? But the fact that it was noteworthy to take a picture of this guy, it, it wasn't like you were say, hey, can we take a selfie together? You know, like mm -hmm. you're, you're like a, a fan, a fan, yeah. and I'm a, you know, that, that seems to be the autograph of today. Yeah. No, they took a, a picture like I'm going to take this picture over here when he's not really suspecting, which I've done, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how how successful you've been though. At, at taking like sneaky That's, pictures. Yeah, I don't know how successful you might have been. No, it's always because you don't want to bother someone. That, that I'm not trying to shame anybody. Who are you taking pictures friend. of now? I want to know who you took picture of. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to get off track, but okay, we'll come back to that. So it. So th this town I live in, for whatever reason, a lot of New York City actors. And, it, and it, there are these actors that are at the level, hey, there's that guy from that thing. Mm -hmm. you, you'll recognize them right away, but there's no way you'll know their names. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of actors like that. Then there are also actors that if you are a fan of that, you would know their names. Got it. For whatever reason, th this area seems to attract those people, I guess, because the train is right there, yeah, right into the city. It's, it's a nice little town and it's right. not far from New York. Right. So a lot of people who have been 
on the Sopranos, like or HBO series mm-hmm. or something like that. They, uh, the lawyer uh, that was in The Wire, he, oh. he he was the guy that always represented, um, you know, Avon Barksdale and yeah. those characters. I don't oh, remember his yeah, name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with kind of like the he's got like a little tummy. Yeah, a little tummy. He's balding. balding. Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking uh, about. It, it was an FBI guy that Tony Soprano used to always talk to. Okay. He lives in the area. Um, there's another guy who was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's a little bit more famous. Yeah. Um, he, he was in Glory. I don't, I don't want to say these guys' names. Yeah, but, yeah, you, yeah. You know, so, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, it, but, you know, every now and again I'll snap. Hey, because oh I'm always God. surprised. You're so awful. <laughs> the guy, so I'm awful. Say, there's another guy from... Uh, what was the Netflix show with the that just actually is coming back now, but it had a little hiatus because the lead actor was accused Kevin of Spacey? Kevin Spacey. It was called oh, it was a show where, where he was a consultant. He was the president, basically. He was the president. Oh, you know what? I'm mixing it up with a different show. The one with with House uh, of Don Cars. Cheadle. I'm thinking of the one with Don okay. Cheadle. House yeah. of Cards, yeah. right? And it's coming back. It's coming back. Is he going to be on it? No, he's dead. Oh, Ooh. so that, they show that in the preview, so it's not even a secret. So they killed this character somehow. Okay. Um, How but convenient. they had a Secret Service agent mm-hmm. who I know you've not seen the show, right? No. Anyway, so the president and the first lady before he became president, uh-huh. they had an affair together with their Secret Service. Okay, got it. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. They had a threesome. Yes. What? Yeah. Cause he he okay. went he went both ways. Ew, I didn't know that. Yeah, and in so you know, this show is hot. Yeah, there's yeah, some I've crazy never... stuff in that show. Okay, so back to the point you were making. You were making the point that this guy Jeffrey Owens from the Cosby Show who right. played Elvin. Someone took a picture of him at a Trader Joe's where he was working, and yeah. the internet the internet went crazy. Right, and you know, I, yeah, I'm not surprised actually. Yeah, he even like I, I saw him on I'm a couple of interviews after that, and. uh he was talking about how he did feel a little bad, <laughs> you know, that someone had posted his picture because I guess he felt like he was being shamed f- for the job. But then everyone kind of supported him, like, "Yo, this dude is working." Right, right. And I've always thought this that, and, and because I'm like the type of guy that looks this stuff up, but I don't think these actors make as much as you would think. Like when they're working. They mm-hmm. might be making a lot, mm-hmm. but then they go long periods of time. Or they're not. With, as an yeah. actor, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it's only the people. A lot of people just, they, they're always the guy that's from the thing. They might get a commercial. Like not recognizable. They're not recognizable. Necessarily. They don't have, ne- like. They don't have a following. They don't have a following. They don't have a, a recurring character. Mm-hmm. Or in, in this guy's case, if he's been acting for you know, since the Cosby show, but never steady. That's what he said. Yeah, I can't remember him in anything. He, he's So he'll have little runs, like a 10-week run on a show. Okay. Right? But, you know, that money runs out. But he's not on something like Suits, where he is a main character. Right, and, and even the main characters, unless the, the uh, thing goes for, you know, years at a time. Mm-hmm. For instance, on, on a popular show, I mentioned Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I just happened to look it up. The main characters on there make $100,000 per episode, which you were surprised that that seemed pretty low, which is over like, that's about $2 million a year. Okay. Right? But, you know, 
somebody could probably live off that for the rest of their life. Really? Some people could. $2 million? A year. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's say the show goes 10 years. That's 20 million. You've made $20 million. All right. Yeah. I guess but that's so. the main characters. How about the guy that's in the back? Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, what is he making? Okay. So I think this guy had a nice run on the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. Worked throughout. But hey, you need a job. You got to live, man. And and it's just it, the idea that that work was beneath him. And I think that's what, what people, that's why it was noteworthy. Well, how this guy, he must have fallen on hard times. No, this just is what it is. But I think a lot of people out there. But the, I mean, but we, well, I live in New York and like everybody who works at a restaurant is an actor. <laughs> like everybody. Okay. Because primarily because they have the flexibility to be able to go to, um, what do you call it? Auditions. Right. And if they're in a sort of steady nine to five type of job, they don't have that kind of flexibility. So they intentionally choose these types of jobs to kind of keep them going in between gigs. Right. So I'm not surprised to hear that. So, but what do you think about, because I don't know, I, it had me thinking about the idea that some work is not worthy for you to do. You I, know? Yeah, I think I, I, uh, I, I got that. I picked that up. You, you picked that up. I definitely picked that up in the, uh, the things that I read online. Um, and I can definitely say that maybe once upon a time I felt that way as well. Okay. That for, for you, there's some things that are not worth sure. your time. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yep. Cause I, you know, I, I, I think about that all the time. I mean, just, so one, one thing you working for yourself, right? I'm saying me mm-hmm. and, oh man, this is going to work. And on this day, on this month, I'm going to be making this much and I'm going to have these many clients and this, that, and the other. And it doesn't work out like that. Right. Well, I got the savings, you know, and I'm, you know, investing in the business and this, that, and the other. And then it takes a little longer. And you find yourself, you got to, hey, I, I, I got to do something. Mm. If the income isn't coming from there, it's it has to come, come from, from somewhere. somewhere. Right. So, you know, you're kind of forced to say, listen, Whatever it is that I have to do, I'll do it to make sure the money is coming in. Yeah. For someone to say, and I, and I think maybe that's kind of what he was saying, right? That, hey, man, I'm here and it's paying and this is what I have to do. But why is that work less worthy sure. than anything else he could be doing? Why, I, like that's, that's what I feel like holds a lot of people back. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, I, th- I think for myself, being a child of an immigrant family um there was this pressure put on me and i think all of us all my cousins Mm. and stuff who were who were born here or who grew up here that you know our parents or our grandparents may have had to do jobs that they didn't necessarily think were worthy of us or that they may have been ashamed of right um to ensure that their kids and their grandkids didn't have to do those types of things and they could have the kind of lifestyles that they um that they always wanted so I definitely grew up with a sense of, you know, these jobs over here aren't for me. Like, these are the ones that I need to be thinking okay. about. Like, that was definitely a thing. It, you know, not right. even, it wasn't even like a question about it. Right. So, being in an office 
wearing a suit is the type of job that I was told that I needed to be thinking about. And it wasn't like there was no other option for okay. me. Um, and so I did have this sort of sense and perspective that other jobs or people who took these other jobs were sort of beneath me. Okay. It's not nice. It's just not nice. And right. it's not true either. Because everybody's, you know, everything ain't for everybody right. in the end. And just because I go to a, an office with a suit on and I have a door and, a, you know, administrative assistant, that doesn't make me any better than anybody else. Okay. It just, it's just, it is what it is. Do you, you still struggle with that though? I still struggle with that. Definitely. Definitely struggle with that. And I think, um, you know, I think I'm realizing that I need to find purpose in my work. Okay. And whatever that work is. You know, if you don't believe that you have a purpose and if you're not living your purpose, I think it can be it can be challenging for you because, it, you know, if you don't feel like. If it's difficult for you to wake up and get out of bed every morning. Right. That's when I think it becomes a problem. Right. Because if all you're doing is working for some money. And not really feeling like you're fulfilling any particular purpose, you know, I think it it makes it a challenging day, week, month, life. Yeah, I just feel, and you know, at the same time, I feel like maybe it holds some people back in in the sense that they do want to do something else. They never wanted to do that thing. Absolutely. You know, and you mentioned immigrant uh, parents. Uh, You know, I have a few Indian friends, right? That for whatever reason, like, you know, and and I I would assume this happens in a lot of different uh, uh, immigrant families. Like you're either going to be a doctor or a lawyer right. or an engineer. Right. That's exactly right. And and to do something different is like shaming the family. The family. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know. That is exactly right. And it is <laughs> I can Im- I, I just imagine that you know coming up to someone who is from from that background where their family wanted to do them and I have to go see them. I have an ailment. Mm-hmm. And you, you your heart wasn't in it. Like yeah. this is not what you want to be doing. They're miserable. They're miserable, but you, how are you doing a service to me? Yeah, miserable. I, I want to I wanna be like, the, remember the guy I, I sent you, a, the referee? He was a boxing referee, oh, and he was just yeah. smiling. Like, he just loved his job. <laughs> I have no idea how much boxing referees make. Right. But it didn't matter to that guy. Yeah. Because he was out there loving it. Like, that's, I mean, so my doctor, hopefully... That's what you dreamed of. <laughs> you know, when you were a yeah. little kid, you were playing doctor, like actually legitimately. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> not the other kind. Not the other kind. <laughs> and, and this is what you wanted to do. Not, you know, your mom and she's telling her friends. A and, lot of us know. end up in that situation. I, I never forget. I had a I had this big, fancy graduation party when I finished college. OK, what? I'm just I'm just checking to see if it's still recording as long as it's flashing. Oh, OK. Yeah, I had this big fancy um, graduation party after college. And, you know, it was sort of like a wedding. It was a little bit over the top, okay. I thought. And one of the people came up and said, and actually, I won't say it's not one of the people. My grandmother okay. <laughs> got up on the mic and said, next stop, Ph.D. And I was like, who ever said that I wanted to get a Ph.D.? Right. Like, I never said that. Right. Why are y'all doing it? Like, why are you doing this? Okay. But like, that's the kind of thing that goes on. And it's like, I think a lot of my family members may have gone and pursued things that my grandmother or grandparents may have expected of them. Right. But 
that may or may not have been what they really wanted to do. Right. So I, I, I'm not feel I don't feel like I'm unique in that way. I really don't. I feel like a lot of us suffer. Right. Suffer in air quotes from okay. that. Hmm. I know. What? All right. Let's take a break. Okay. You can find Rules of Dumb on your favorite app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you like the show, please go to iTunes and give us a review and a five star rating. Thanks. Now I'm back to the show. Serena's confused by the score being called out. Yeah, that's a warning. I didn't get coaching. I didn't get coaching. I didn't get coaching. You need to take you need to make an announcement that I didn't get coaching. I don't cheat. I didn't get coaching. How can you say that? cheated in my life. I have a daughter and I stand what's right for her and I've never cheated. And you owe me an apology. I think she's more upset about the insinuation that she was cheating than anything else. I mean, she's strongly stood against that. Serena Williams still fuming. Carlos Ramos. She's demanding an apology from him for the insinuation that she had cheated that was coaching going on again and any player they're going to bear the blame when it's the person in the right. player box who is actually accused of, of something yeah it, Serena was watching her coach give her a hand Wow So Serena Williams. Oh God. <laughs> She's one of the greatest athletes to ever live, man. I know. She had some trouble last week. I know. I saw it. Did you? Yeah. You didn't like? Did you really see it? I saw it. Okay. Remember? Well, so I was doing work, and then I called you, and you were like, you said something, and I was like, oh, tennis. No, I, totally I, forgot. Yeah, I said it Serena just, being Serena. Yeah, and then I the. Tennis was playing in the background, and then I looked and watched all of the replays and right. got really emotional about it. So what made you emotional about what? Explain that to me first. <laughs> I just feel like it, this is another example 
Don't make faces at me. I mean, I'm just we're gonna fight. You know, we're gonna mud fight one day and I'm gonna body slam you. Bow. Okay. What is another <laughs> example? Of it, it just felt like another example of a black woman being put in a position where she is she's just vulnerable, she doesn't have control, and she's expected to like rise above the bullshit. Okay. It just it just felt like it just felt very familiar to me right and it wasn't just this incident it just felt like a situation that was similar to tens of hundreds of thousands of situations that i and lots of my friends have found ourselves in right it it, i think it represented a lot more for black women than it did for anybody else Mm -hmm. so sure may have may may there have been a component of sexism yes could there have been a component of racism yes could there have been a component of, you know, just singling her out because somebody didn't like her? Sure. Could it, be a, could it have been a combination of those th- three things? Absolutely. Okay. And on a daily basis, I walk in this skin and I walk with whatever I got. And I feel like I'm just constantly under attack and I have to, I have to control myself. Right. And control my reactions to people constantly because I feel like I'm always under attack. Or I'm always being undermined or I'm always being, you know, looked at suspiciously. And it, it's just it, it gets to you. So when I saw Serena's reaction, number one, I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> and then secondly, looking at uh, Naomi's reaction, I mean, she's a child and she's basically caught up in this awful situation. Like it was it was really emotional for me. It was it was awful. Mm. I think a lot of people are feeling what you feel. Uh, particularly black women. Absolutely. They Absolutely. Are, they saw this and, you know, it, it felt, it brought up all those familiar feelings where legitimately, and sometimes, and I've asked this of my women friends, my black women friends a lot, right? Particularly in, in corporate, uh, who, who work in corporate situations. Mm-hmm. Because I think it happens more covertly absolutely there than any place else and i'm like listen have you ever felt like you were the odd person out all day every day for the last almost 20 years okay then i will ask is it because (laughs) you're a woman or because you're black it's the combination it's the combination right it's it's, it's always the combination now always the combination and and i will tell you why right because when I graduated college, I'm in this fancy job. I'm wearing a suit. I, you know, got an office, like big deal. And, you know, I have a couple of friends who know this story well. But, you know, we would have potential business partners coming in and they would always ask for Mr. Renee. Okay. When they went down to the receptionist. Right. And when I would come downstairs, they would assume that I was Mr. Renee administrative assistant right. coming to escort them up. And I was like, nah, nah, bruh. I'm Mr. Renee. Fuck out of here. So, you know, fine. It's more acceptable to me to make for people to make that mistake when I'm 20 something years old. Right. I am damn near 40 years old. And I just started at a new company recently. Right. And for the first two weeks, every conversation where I was being introduced, I had to tell people, no, I am not the executive assistant. I'm actually the director of blah, 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 blah. Right. And people were like, oh, we had no idea because the concept of a black woman being in a position of power or authority just is so foreign to people. Yeah. And so I'm 
again, like I'm starting off at this new job, basically playing defense and having to like justify my existence. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, it is. You're right. So, yeah, absolutely. Every black woman goes through this. Right. I don't think Serena goes through that, though. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that because, look, there was a story I heard. This is must, this must have gone back like four or five years where Oprah tried to go into a high end luxury handbag store uh, uh, yeah. and nobody recognized. So, yes, yeah. if the shit happens to Oprah Winfrey, it happens to Serena Williams. Right. That's I, not I what dis- I, I, I said it wrong. So I, I'm talking about. So th- just to be full disclosure, you know how I feel about Serena. Right. right? And we're going to have to mud fight. Okay. So (laughs) I think she's a great athlete and she might be a a fine person, but you know that I don't like her as a sportsman. Right. And this is the reason why. That's why I said, I I sent you a text message. I said, Serena being Serena. So you, I like, I, I don't think I ever explained like why she turned me off. It is because of this. She is a extremely poor sport. She will now she's been really the best in tennis since she's been playing for over a decade, right? Her sister was the one that was gonna come up and, and that was really her one rival. You had a few people kind of have a flash. Sure. They were good for a few years. She'd be injured, they'd shoot to number one, but she'd come back. She, of her era, she's the best. Now, people want to say she's the best ever. I don't know. There have been some really good people, right? Really good. Particularly, my favorite player is Martina Navratilova, right? I think if the two of them, I mean, this is beside the point, but if the two of them were in their prime, it'd be a toss-up. Like, they'd go back and forth. Okay. <clears throat> and sim- they're very similar in their physicality. Like, Martina was one of the first people to, like, actively lift weights, Okay. Serena has that build probably more naturally than right. Martina did, right. but right. that was like a big thing. Uh, but Serena went to, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people who who don't follow tennis and not are really in tune with the history, like the recent history, will automatically say, oh, because she said it, it must be. It's a sexism thing, Right. And I'm just like, no, this was the third foul. She had two other fouls that other people have gotten, right? So she's like, if I were a man, this wouldn't happen, right? And I'm like, no, it's happening because it's you, because this is what you do. She had a very similar uh, situation happened in 2009 when she was, and, and as a matter of fact, whenever she has a problem with a ref, it's when she's about to lose, all the time. She never has an issue when she's winning. Only when she's losing. <clears throat> the, the, this other thing, it was very similar. She was about to lose the match. She foot faulted, which was a foul. The line person called it. It was a close call. But she got upset and then went over to the woman and started yelling at her. Right? So that was the one foul. She got the foul. Okay? The umpire gave it because it's automatic. You have to give someone a penalty for that. She went back to the woman two more times before playing the next point. So they have to find her again. She threatened the woman to jam her racket down the woman's throat. This is in 2009. This is in 2009. But this is not the only. I don't want to go through her every thing because she does this over and over. She argues with the ref. 
which everyone does, but she doesn't stop. That's the thing. She doesn't stop. So then they have to then go to the next level, then to the next level. She, and then she went when people came out, the same two people that you saw come out, like right. the older guy, and it, that same two people in 2009. She's explaining, and the woman said, yo, she threatened to kill me. And she said, what are you talking about? I never said that. The entire crowd said, yes, you did. You said She said that. It's on tape. She was lying. She was lying then. She threatened a woman. She, so the, the penalty she got was deserved. They took the match from her. Or did they, she was losing anyway. They took another point from her, which made her lose the match. Okay. Fast forward to today, she gets a, a foul for coaching. The guy says, everybody coaches, right? He's right. Everybody does coach. But, they, but when they get a penalty, they stop. She got a penalty for it and then went to the umpire and said, yo, I don't get coached. Meanwhile, the coach is in the stand saying, yeah, I was coaching her. He said he was giving me a thumbs up. So she, so she lied and said, I didn't see him coaching. Yeah, you did. You saw his hands. I, I don't necessarily believe that. But, but, but go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought. Go ahead. And so, go ahead. Like he said, everybody gets coached. She knows she was getting coached. She was lying. Just like she lied in 2009. This is what she does. Then continues. She breaks the racket. Automatic. Anybody who breaks the racket gets, if it was a first violation, it would have been a warning. No point. Because it was the second she had to get a point. He had to take the point. Then the third thing was she kept going. She kept ordering an apology, called him a thief, called him a liar, which people are saying, oh, men have said worse. No, men might call him an asshole. Calling an umpire a thief is worse. That's like saying he's fixing the match. You can call him an asshole all day. As a matter of fact, he... And this is the first thing Lindsay Davenport, who was one of the announcers, right? She, she was a former player, former U.S. Open winner, said the same thing. The next violation is the loss of a game. Serena keeps going on. Chris Everett, after the fact, she said, yeah, men have said stuff worse, but they say it at the, at, before the first warning. Once they get the warning, they don't continue. Serena continued continues. Martina Navratilova came out with an op-ed in the New York Times, said the same thing. That is what she does above anybody else. Venus doesn't do it. None of the other black players do it. Nobody else is talking about sexism, particularly in this sport that is hugely sensitive to uh, having equality for women, right? It's the only sport that I know of where, and this is true, the women don't have as big of a draw. They don't have a big of a television draw. They don't have a big as draw as the gate, but the prize money is exactly the same. They don't play as much. They only play three sets at most. Men play five. They're super sensitive to it. They treat the women well. So this idea that that incident was a sexism thing to me, it's kind of ridiculous. This, this woman is jumping on the bandwagon. It's like, as a matter of fact, there's another woman, uh, Mary Carrillo. Serena is dead wrong. 
Carlos Ramos is not a sexist. He's not a racist. He's not a misogynist. I've called about two billion tennis matches in my career. He's been in the chair for a lot of them. He's been in the chair for Serena's before. He is he is a very strict taskmaster of a guy. I've seen him call out Rafa Nadal for illegal coaching and for time violations. I've seen him call out Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray. This guy, you don't mess with this guy. Serena was, she just totally, she lost the plot. She lost these arguments. She ended up losing the match and she ended up poisoning the atmosphere for this great kid, this 20 year old Naomi Osaka. At her very best, and she is often at her very best, I respect and admire Serena beyond measure. She is so powerful. She's an important voice. She's a ferocious competitor. But at her very worst, she as she was on this night, she acts like a bully. And she was like, same thing. Serena does this. This is a Serena thing. This is, and, she, and she was like, you do not want to die on this hill with her. That's, that's her exact quote. Serena is a poor sport. At the end of the game, when she's like, oh, I'm fighting for women. No, you're not. You're not fighting for women. You're fighting for Serena. This happened to you. And you're upset about it. And, and the reason it bothers me. Now, again, I've been saying this about Serena well before this. I know. I know. Which is why I was surprised you even wanted to talk about this. Well, because I, I feel like stuff like that, stuff what she's doing. Because I'm, I'm on the other side. Like, I'm a man. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. But I care about women. But this to me undermines the stuff you just said that was legitimate. You talked about your day and what you feel like. Serena's co-opting that. This is not happening to you. This is not what's going on. Of anything, I, I would say you could more say that some things that have happened to you and your sister might have gone toward the racist part of it. She had a match that has so many bad calls go against her. Excuse me. Uh, uh, back, I think it was 2004 against uh, Jennifer Capriati, right? Who's who's long since retired. These balls were well in, and they were calling them out. That you could say, like, what the fuck is up? You, you know what I mean? And I wouldn't say that was a sexism thing, mm -hmm. because here's the other thing. And these are, this is the last points I'll make. That umpire. By the way, I get points for being silent this whole time. But go ahead. Because I'm going to let you talk the rest of the time. I, okay. That umpire, right? Ramos if he was being sexist he wouldn't have done the same thing to Djokovic who's like one of the best men's player two different times in a, a grand slam events taking points away you know what happened with Djokovic though he stopped he didn't continue to argue Nadal <clears throat> threatened said you're never going to play one of my you're never going to coach one of my matches again you're never going to up one of my matches again took, took a, uh, gave him a warning you know what he did? He stopped. He gives penalties to men, but they don't continue. Serena escalated it. And that's the difference. And, and the reason I'm telling you, the reason he gave her that third violation was because she did that. She threatened him with, you'll never work one of my matches again. The players have so much control in the sport that now that's why you hear about people, about the umpires wanting to boycott specifically Serena's matches. Want to form a union because Serena said, you'll never work one of my matches. And if they can do that to him, this guy who's been in the game for 25 years, they can do it to any ref. Okay. The other thing was, anytime Serena has had an issue with the umpire, it's always women. It's ne she's never had issues with men umpires. She had their women. 
the, the match I, I just told you about. But that doesn't. So I don't know. So if, if you want to tell me about women being sexist against other women. Absolutely. Are okay. you kidding me? Uh, so, th- so just like there are people who are black who are racist against other black people. But so every are you incident. Serious? Okay. All right. So every incident. Dude, don't even get me started. All right. So every incident. <laughs> oh, my God. It's women involved. It's not men. Like this was the first time she had an issue with a male umpire. The f- but the, and the first time she talked about sexism. You, you didn't mention sexism all the other times. Okay, fine. People were fine. taking points I, I, from I, you. I get it. I get your point. I get it. But in the end, <sighs> I, I, like in the end, if she's under this much pressure, if she constantly feels like she's under attack, at some point she's going to blow up. So but She's going to blow up. I, I, I guess and what I'm saying it. is at what point do you say it's the person? Like if you feel like you're under, there are other people under that pressure. There are other black people on the tour. There, there are other women on they're the tour. They're not rocking like Serena's rocking, though. But there have been. That's that's my point. It's been people who've been in that position well before you, years before you, that had like probably more pressure because the times were different. Fine. Why, why is it that they can do certain things that she can't do? Why can't we say that Serena, like you, you mentioned three things is either this, is either this, or is either that. And to me, there was a fourth thing. It could be that Serena is a horrible person. Why is nobody willing to say that? <laughs> I, like that's what like because oh, because, because she's in this position. I didn't say that, Serena. Because she's in this position. Because she's <laughs> she's a phenomenal athlete, right? I mean, she went on and said, "I'm a mother, and I would never." I'd stand up was right, but you lying. Okay, okay so hold up. I, like, I didn't really I didn't really understand what the like why bringing her parental status like what that had to do with anything she, i didn't understand it she was looking but, for anything that's that's serena that is her this is what she does this is why before this ever happened i was talking about her y'all don't like her that's why this is why this is a perfect example she is not to me she's not the champion of this and and it's and it's going to be to me it undermines the the movement or the cause or, or someone to listen to you, you see what i'm saying i get it you get don't want to die on this hill I, I will give her credit, though. I think she did the right thing by basically instructing the audience that it had been, that had been booing to stop booing during the award ceremony. Because, you know, poor Naomi Osaka. I mean, she's she's a child. Yeah. Even that. Even that. It she was just, just like, we're going to get through this. You created the situation. You created it. Oh we're God. going to get through this. Like something happened to her. Nothing happened to you. You got coached. I, you you know, broke your racket. Y- you and I, you and I will agree to disagree. I, I, I disagree with you. And uh, but I, what are you disagreeing about? I, I just feel like at some point people have to understand that look, we are human, and we gotta suck a whole bunch of shit up all day and all night for our entire lives in order to just survive and to not not even thrive, just to survive every single day. <laughs> okay. So if you have all this extra pressure put on you, at some point, you're going to break down. See, I feel like we're talking about two separate people. Like that person you're talking about doesn't have these issues, doesn't blow up. Like that's not Serena. Ser- Serena is different. That's what I'm saying. Like you, uh, uh, I keep wanting to call her Vanessa. Venus. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Venus, who has had blow ups with umps and stuff like that. And she's been surly with the press and stuff like that and hasn't been... Uh, uh, gracious at times when she's lost serena's different she's different than all the other i'm I'm telling you all the other prominent players in the in recent memory 
she's just a poor sport. If And if you want to say it's because they're doing something to her, I'm going to say no, because there have been other people in her position. Okay. There have been other people in her position. It is possible that Serena is just not a nice person. Like, like, And I don't understand why people, like it doesn't absolve you or doesn't give you, I, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but you're not s- somehow protected from being awful. Like she's been awful. I, again, she might be a fine wife, fine mother, all of that. And I don't know her personally. I'm just talking about her behavior in and around the game of tennis. Other than her superb play, I, I, like I would not want her to be like my champion. To me, it's like, you know, Omarosa claiming, oh, you know, I, I suffer from racism. Like, I don't give a fuck. You, 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 you a bad person. Like, good for you. You, you know what I'm saying? You're putting Serena and Omarosa in the same category? <sighs> that Now that's even more interesting. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. That's Serena gets away with this because people don't pay attention. It, it's, it's, they might pay attention if she's playing in the final. Then, oh, the tennis match is on. I think I'll watch. She usually wins. They're not paying attention to, like, I have the tennis channel on a lot. I've, I've grown up with the sport, okay? You see things that this woman does that the general public doesn't see. see. And that's what that's why you saw all these former players who are all greats themselves as women saying immediately, yo, this is Serena. This is Serena. And Serena, and, and it was very cut and dry. These other situations where someone made a violation this is why it's a staggered, like it, it gets more severe as you go along. Almost everybody, if they argue with the ref, which, which all the players do, they stop. What does your mom think? Oh, she agrees with you. She's like, oh, Serena is, is the best ever. And she is a tennis, you know, Yeah, expert. but that's, but, but again, it's the, I think she's doing what you said you were doing. You projected things that happened to you and other women like you, but who are black women, who are prominent, who are doing well. That you got to deal with shit. That's real. But this ain't the one. I'm telling you, Serena is not the one. Although she may have even had those things happen to her. She's also. You think she's just a jerk? She's just a jerk. She's like I, I say sometimes <laughs> when I say like, look at a guy. What do I say about him? I say, I say that guy's a dick. Yeah. Right. I'll say that guy's a dick. Serena's a dick. That, that's just it. Oh, and God. I don't understand why people don't like they're so scared to say it. Like, and, you know, again, I'll go back to tennis, particularly in the U.S. They are playing in, in, in a facility called the Billie Jean King facility. They, they named it after this woman. You, you see what I'm saying? They're playing in a stadium, Arthur Ashe Stadium. The, the stadium next to them is a Louis Armstrong Stadium. They are sensitive to, sensitive to these issues. They might not get it right, but to say that tennis in America has, has you know, it's, I just think it's not real. Serena was losing. She was getting beat by this 19-year-old upstart. She's, for whatever is worse, she's ending toward, she's coming toward the end of her career. I could tell she was, listen, that would, when you've been at the top of the game and you have to face that, I can imagine that's not a comfortable place to be. But when she was 20-something and still the best, whenever she loses, whenever she's about to lose, she was like, something always happening to me. And when you go through the list of the always happened, the only thing that was legitimate was the match I told you about where they were just calling shots on her that were just ridiculous. And, and that's where I feel like she could have said this is some racist shit because that's what I thought. And it is because what I thought it was just that the calls were so bad and consistently bad. Mm. But any other time, 
I'm telling you, Serena. So I just feel like, you know, I, I, I want to be on, on the team. I want to be on the team of, yo, I, I see what's happening here. You know what I mean? And you want to be a, a, a champion of, of I, I just feel like, listen, it, Martin Luther King uh, uh, Jr. wrote, so I think it was in a letter from a Birmingham jail or something like that, where he said, injustice anywhere, right? Is injustice everywhere? everywhere? Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. But you get the gist. Yeah. So I believe that. This ain't it, man. All right. I'm done with you. <laughs> I told you we're not gonna spend sixty minutes shitting on Serena. So you you had your chance, pal. <laughs> tell tell about Serena, right? What? I won't say any more about Serena. I, I like her as a player. I like her play. Don't put no shit on your Instagram. And and <laughs> okay. Her daughter's cute. Her daughter's a gem. And her her husband is a, is a nice guy. Yeah. I like him. You do. Yeah, I, 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 I like him a lot. About him, I don't know anything about him. Uh, he started Reddit. Well, I know that, but oh, okay. I don't know him. Like, I don't know his personality well, yeah. or he, what he, he likes. He seems like a really cool guy. Okay. Um, he needs some education. Education? Yeah. What do you mean? He just—I I just feel like uh, he needs some sensitivity training around black issues. He's gonna be raising a black daughter. Oh, I don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, like. Is that a conversation for another day? That's a conversation for another okay. day. But yeah. that's like that that goes for anybody, you know? Yeah. Which is why I'm trying to get the education right now. I'm from from who? From you. What what education do you want to get from me? What is it like to be a black woman in America? You got three daughters, they can tell you. They're not women, they're little girls. Emerging they, women. They will be women very soon. You got one on the cusp. I, I just you know what though, I, I will say this that the one thing it's going to sound wrong, but I don't know how I would do and And I guess it only matters in that. How do you address it? And the question that I ask my my women friends, is like, is it because of your race? Or is it because you're a woman? You know, and, and, and the answer I get most is I don't know. What Sometimes you can't it? tell. Like the intersectional intersectional feminism issue. Right. Yeah, that's you never real, really man. know. You never really know because, but that's another conversation for another day. Is it really? It's another conversation for <laughs> another day. Thanks for humoring me. Yeah, I'm sad I allowed you to spend 20 minutes doing that. <laughs> that's all right. You can rebut. I have nothing to say. Because you know I'm right about Serena. I don't know enough of the history to be able to say anything back to you. And and two, I'm not going to convince you. I'm not going to convince you to change your mind. Not, not about Serena. So, but it's, I, like, I think it is a segue to say, okay. I'm, so, so let's say I'm right. So let's say I'm right about Serena. I'm going to just ask you this one last question. We can end it there. Right. Let, let's just, for arguments, say, say I'm right about Serena. Okay. That she's just, a dick. A jerk. Let's right. call her a dick. I don't right. like that. That's that's not nice. But it's it's fitting. Jerk. All right. She's a jerk. Let's just say that. Do you agree that if if because I, I I'm I'm not even I, I think these are facts. I mean I'm I'm women are saying this because the men are scared to say it right that are in tennis. That's why I, I feel like women have come out and said listen. This is kind of how it went down with Serena, all right? 
so so let's say that the the sexism charge is kind of a, a, a reach. Do you think that that undermines the whole thing about what you're feeling? That that diminishes you, not you, but the thing that I pointed out yeah, as being problematic, right? Because me not being that person, me not being a woman, a black woman, that's that's what I think I would go to immediately. Like, this is not, no, I don't want you saying this. That's what I'm thinking. So, look, I, I didn't necessarily jump to this is a sexist issue right away. And I don't think she said that right away. She, she said, said it that, right away. I, I don't think she did. She said it right away. She said it right away. On the On the court? On the court. I thought she said, I'm a mother and I stand for X, Y, Z and I'd rather as soon lose as the, than cheat. I don't think she said anything about yeah, so as soon, so, Oh, she did say lots of men would do this. And, yes, if, and, yes and you're right. Okay. okay, It was right away. It was, in, it was so, all in the same sentence. So basically. fine. If, in fact, you are correct with your facts and facts and figures, <laughs> history lesson and facts shit. Facts don't matter. Fuck facts. <laughs> facts <don't> matter. <laughs> um, then, you know, look, I think anytime someone jumps and throws... Okay. What? These haven't. That's yeah, so they stopped. Just go ahead. Can yeah. you push that one? I'll do it. No, no, no. Just tell me. You're like nowhere near it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I just think anytime someone kind of frivolously throws sexism, racism out as a reason for something happening to them, it does undermine. And diminish sort of the severity of real racist and sexist things that might come up. The, the I have a hard time saying that though because there's so many people who are not allies, who are not people of color, yeah. who throw that shit out all the time, and they're like, who say that kind of thing all the time, and it it, it burns me up. Right. Because one, they don't know what it feels like, and two, it. It, it it feels awful right. for someone to basically <clears throat> diminish your experience. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm not saying of, that. Yeah. I'm not going there. Because there's so many other things that go on that are, in fact, racist and sexist or misogynist. Like, there's so many things that do go on. I will never say that Serena's wrong in this instance. I will never say that. Okay. I, I will never. I will never utter those words. See, so to me, I'm, I'm, so this is where we differ. Like, to me, that's what she's doing. She's as much as the people who are always saying that's not racist, that's not sexist, almost to the point where those things don't exist. By claiming something is one of those things, when it clearly isn't, does just as much damage. So when I'm coming up with something legitimate, and now I'm talking about a race thing, right, as, as, as an example, with something legitimate, it, it just it, it makes it less powerful when I say it because so, you, you're coming up with some bullshit. So how is she supposed to know the difference when a day after the match, you got some jackass in Australia who's created a cartoon of the match and basically depicting her as an as a spoiled ape? Like, how was she supposed to know the difference? Like, uh, so, that guy's racist, but this guy's not. Or this woman's racist and sexist, and this woman's not. Like, wh where do you draw the line? I guess when you're... Because if, if you're constantly bombarded with it, it it becomes very difficult to figure out where the line exists. Okay, if, if you're saying that 
if the thing that happened the day before didn't happen, where she was the cause and has consistently been the cause of her issues. That does not give anybody the right to so, depict so, her as a fucking ape. No, I'm not saying it is. That's ridiculous. So it doesn't it doesn't mean that she can't be a victim of sexism or racism, which that cartoon most clearly was. That was the stuff that happened on the court was not. And how and does she know that? She because she didn't write. For instance, she didn't uh, draw the cartoon, but she got the penalty. She 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 uh, got coached and lied about it. She's done that in the past over and over again. She's been a, a spoiled sport over and over again. This is stuff that's coming Where are my from meditation her. Needs? I ain't wear them today. So, matter of fact, and, and then <laughs> there, there are other things. It's, it was a, a, a and, and Serena. It's funny that they don't charge racism a lot. The, the Williams family, right? There are certain things that have happened. For instance, like I go back to the Capriati thing. It was it was just so blatant to me. It was like you are that incompetent in calling. That's interesting. And, and, Look, and they were they were <laughs> they don't and no, they don't charge racism. There was there was a, a another woman on the tour that they were doing like a, a a charity event or something like that, and she stuffed her her outfit with this big white girl, big booty thing, big boobies thing, and people said that's racist, right? And Sarita said, Nah, that's what, like my best friend on the tour. You know, and the girl was just like, I didn't think it was racist. Wait, you know? why would it be racist? I, I guess, you know, just depicting her almost like the guy in the cartoon depicting her. Oh, as, he was playing. She was dressing up like Serena. Yeah. So she just like stuffed her, her bra with like melons in her. her oh. Right now. And Serena said, no, that's not racist. When the cat suit thing came out, just about the French open, you can't wear the cat suit. That's Some people they saw like that. that shit. I'm sorry. They like her. They love her body. OK, so they, they said just she can't handle she, it. She can't. She can't wear <laughs> that's it. That's really what that's about. People for Serena was charging racism. And Serena was saying, "Nah, we're cool. I'm cool with the director. We talked about it. Now, I also think that that was kind of bullshit because years ago, there, there have been women who wore cat suits that were white women. They said, yo, you can't wear that. They just don't like the cat suit. It wasn't anything about Serena being black. And, and so I agree with her. But she will never. It seems like I can't remember a time when they charged racism. Got it. But the sexism thing, it's just weird to me. You know, so I, I don't know. Anyway, so we don't have to talk about it anymore. I see you turning red over there. I, <laughs> you know, I have to say, I give myself lots of credit <laughs> for being this calm. <laughs> I, I give myself. It lots ain't of, me, man. I give myself lots of credit. Give me some credit. It's not me. I don't care what you say right now. I'm not your friend. We're not friends. I like Venus. Okay. <laughs> We're friends. I'm down with the cause, man. I don't know. Sometimes I have to wonder about you. I, I'm a. I'm a. What do you call it? I'm a womanist. Are you? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. That's why when somebody's faking it, I don't like that shit. I'm telling you that. That's where really when it comes down to it. I didn't like Serena because of her sportsmanship before, right? before. but now it's but now you're, ta you're, you're taking this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man, from legitimate. That, that's that's what I'm feeling like she's doing. I'm like, yo, you, and that's to me, that's how I think of her, how she probably is as a person. I'm like, that's somebody who would do this. All right. So let's talk about some frivolous shit right now. Did All you right, hear frivolous. Cardi B and uh, Nicki Minaj got into a fight <laughs> at the Fashion Week party? I, so I just know that Cardi B had a knot on her head and I heard a shoe flew. Yeah. So apparently. What's Nikki, wrong with these women, man? 
I don't know. I feel like Nicki Minaj is, an, is she's actually an awful person. She, she is. She is there, an awful person. There's nothing about her that she's would suggest awful. to me she isn't awful. You know what I'm saying? She is an awful person. Is she, she really? She goes out of her way to prevent other female artists from getting jobs. And she, I mean, look, she's a really talented artist. And oh. she has a lot of influence. And it's really bizarre that she thinks that if another female artist gets put on, that she's going to somehow get less. <laughs> like, you know who else does that? almost like it's pie. You, you know who else does that? Who else does that? Who uh, other black players have charged? Serena Williams does that. Like oh, Slo really? Sloan Stevens said that that exact thing you just said. That's what Sloan Stevens said about. I just said I don't want to talk right, about right. Serena Williams anymore. No more Serena. But I, what is with ah! that? Okay, so so Jesus. let's talk about that. Do women have that kind of thing where they're so? Yes. Because because yep. we we talked about like yep. I, I just said about that other person we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And I said, that person had trouble with women. And I'm like, so is that a sexist thing? And you said, hell yeah, that can be a sexist thing. In some like, cases, there, yes, other so, women can be sexist. So what is that? What is like? Tell me about that. I don't fucking know. They're dumb. <laughs> They're stupid. It's the same, the same woman who look at other women and who may be, you know, accusing somebody or saying somebody assaulted them. And they're like, well, what, you know, what did you do to make him do that to you? Right. Or what were you wearing? That's sexist. And wow. it comes out of women's mouths all the time. It's bullshit. Yeah. Isn't it some bullshit? I think it is. I don't understand that one why people do it. Neither do I. And and I'm, you know, my brain, the way it works, I like, I want to know why. Like what what is the driver? I don't know. It, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, we I can even go back to college. I went to a women's college. You would think that we would be singing Kumbaya and would have had the most you know, supportive environment right. and kind of circle of sisters. That was not the case. Okay. Like it was a lot of, there was a lot of cattiness, a lot of bullying, a lot of slut shaming, which is the term now. Back then I didn't really know what the term was. Right. It, it was awful in that regard. A and amongst the black woman, it was awful. Is it just pure competition? Do you think that's Dude, it? Dude, I don't know. I mean, am I looking through, at it through a male lens? I'm not. I, can, I can't really figure out what it was either. Right. I have no idea. That's just weird. It is very weird. And what's funny it's is, very like, weird. even you talked about. Do you know like what the beef was between Cardi B and uh? Apparently, Nicki. Well, like I said before, Nicki Minaj has gone out of her way to block Cardi from working with certain artists and doing collaborations <laughs> and doing work or whatever. And then also, what I hear, I have not seen this with my own eyes, but what I hear is that Nicki Minaj has also criticized Cardi B's parenting, which is bizarre because they're not friends. Right. Like, how do you know? She just became a mother five seconds ago. So what right. are you talking about? I just think she's insecure and she's looking to, you know, trash any other artist who's getting some love, right. who happens to also be a woman. So they were at a fashion week party and apparently... You know, Cardi B's ghetto. She admits to it. And like, that's who she is. That's why we all love her, because she's so authentic and she doesn't give a give a shit. Um, so she went up to Nicki Minaj and tried to start a fight and was blocked. And so she threw her shoe. <laughs> so, so is any of this on film? It's on film. Is it really? It's on film. Oh it was all over my social media for like a couple of days and next thing I know I see Cardi B with a knot on her head so somebody must have hit her back or pushed her down or something but or she just like ran into somebody's elbow or, or something yeah 
but I don't know why anybody's surprised. I think there's that's also surprising to me is that people are surprised at the behavior. And it's like, well, she's telling you that she's a hood chick from the Bronx. Like, what else would you expect? So can I tell you something I know about hood chicks? Not necessarily from the Bronx, what? but hood chicks. Is that they talk a big game, but I've rarely seen women fight. Like, and, and I grew up in these neighborhoods. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, but I, you rarely see, you see a lot of sort of, like verbal, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to actually go to blows, you would think even though. So that's what I'd be surprised by. Even though, oh, this is where she's from, but that's not where you are now. So I, what? You, that is not where you are now. She you, just you, left the hood five minutes ago. That's all right. You you hosted Saturday Night Live. You know they hosted, but you know what I'm saying. No, I don't. You're at the Met Gala. She, it doesn't matter where she's at. What? Why does that matter? Yo, sometimes she's you got to rise above your race. I, I don't disagree with you, but she's got 20-something years of a certain type of lifestyle ingrained in her. That doesn't disappear overnight. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I wonder and, how many and, fights and, she's had and look, in her life. The things, that, the things that she's talked about and the life that she's live, lived is what's gotten her to where she is. She's, she hasn't pretended to be something other than what she actually is. Yeah. So why is anybody confused? Well, I guess because nobody should be confused. No, Come on. No, no, no. I'm not saying. <laughs> no, I understand everything you're saying, but at a point, you got to be like, yo, you got to leave that shit behind, man. Or you ain't gonna I, have yeah. that for long. No, I know, I know. Because this lawsuit's coming, man. What, I what know. did Jay, Jay stab somebody? Right? Jay. Jay Z. He stabbed somebody. What? When did he stab somebody? He stabbed, first of all, he stabbed his brother. Okay. I don't remember that. He stabbed his brother when Why he was. Why would he stab his brother? And then he stabbed like a business partner. Oh, I don't know anything yeah. about that. Oh yeah, that yeah. wasn't Damon Dash, was it? No, that was Jay Z. No, I'm saying he didn't stab Damon. Oh no, Dash. no, 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 no. I, I, I forget the. Uh, he stabbed somebody. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. And then you know, <laughs> because he got you know all this shit for almost went to jail. He's like, yo, you'll never see me like doing that shit again. He he learned quick after the fact. Yeah. But yo, you can't you can't carry this. Do you think Jay Z, if he was still acting like that, would own title or, or be sitting down with with Barack Obama and and no. Warren Buffett? No. No. You, you know what I mean? It, so no. at a point, at a point, and I guess people were saying, isn't Cardi at that point? Maybe she, you know. I, I think it's a little too soon. It's it's still very early in her career. In motherhood, like you, you, you're, you're defending your kid, yeah. but you want to fight to uh, jeopardize yeah, your health? I don't know about that. That just seems like a little bit So too I much. think that's why people are surprised. I'm not surprised, but I think that's why people would be like, yo. Like, you, listen, first of all, Nikki's much older than her. Nikki is an adult. Yeah, she, she should Nikki be like... Nikki is on the, clo like, closer to 40 than she is to 30. Yeah, so... Yo, she's Nikki, an adult. Why, why are you messing with these little girls, man? Do your thing. Yeah, I think she's under a lot of pressure. She's she's had a couple of appearances where she was not doing so well. Okay. I mean, I guess the show business is a hard business, man. Yeah, it seems that way. Look what they did to Lauren Hill, man. We ain't seen her. Oh boy. She had that one album. They still coming after her. You know that? Off off of, uh, after uh, Miss Education to Lauren Hill. What do you mean? They they just were uh, interviewing interviewing prize. Oh God. About people didn't get publishing credits He's on so that salty album. About that. Well, not him. He was just saying, he was defending her. He was saying, yo, she wrote every lyric oh, on wow. that album. Okay. But how long ago was that album? Gosh, I was in college. Yeah, that was a long time ago. She had yeah. one. Yeah. And, and, and it was 
It was a hit. It was more than a hit. That, that, it's a classic. Yeah. But the industry, along with her personality, I guess, you know, what ha- happened to her, but we haven't seen another. So we got these two girls that completely different than the Lauren Hill. Right. But, yo, don't do this. Yeah. I don't know why the industry does this thing where they create, because I think they actually create this drama between female rap artists in particular. I'm not really sure why. Well, like, listen, male rap artists don't just have beef. Like, yeah, there is room, there's enough cake for everyone. I, I guess you know? <laughs> the history has been that there's only been one woman who's been, like, at the top. There's yeah, always been, Jesus like, several, Christ. where there was a debate about who's the best. Because everybody was doing it at the same time. There's room for everybody. But have you seen oh my God. more than one woman, like, at the top at the same time? It's usually room for one. And that's been the history of the game. So I, I feel like now, maybe that's not because because just I, I feel like the landscape has changed so much where people can put out their own music and, and have these other venues. And Cardi B is famous mostly because of her Instagram, I feel like, still. And then she used that. Like, Nikki, you're doing something else. You stay in your lane. Yeah. Y'all go, taking different paths and can be up here and people are not understanding that. So if, if it's coming from, from Nikki saying, well, I got to knock these bitches off the hill because there's only room for one up here. I, I, I think she's living in the past, man. Nah, you, you could do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I, you know, crabs in the barrel, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I hate that. So do I. All right, I see you falling asleep. You got some outro music for us? I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. How'd you know? How did you know? Now, you definitely know this song. Of course. (laughs) So today's soundtrack was dedicated to you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Old man music. (laughs) See, this was this was the golden era of hip hop, I think. Okay. That's stuff they doing today, man. That's why they got to fight. You oh, know what Jesus. I mean? Because they ain't got nothing better to do. Go out and make some music, man. You don't like Lil Uzi Vert? Come on, man. <laughs> Look, with names like that. Lil where, you get, where, where you getting these names? You don't like Lil Everybody Yachty? Lil. <laughs> Named after guns and stuff like that. Stop it. You're so conservative sometimes. <laughs> Golly. All the time. Well, this was fun today. Was it? Even though I made you mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let, let's uh, say goodbye to the people. Peace to the people. Peace to the people. Wait, we should say it to the camera. Oh, peace. yeah. Okay, peace to the people. Oh, peace wait. The There's people. so many cameras. All right. Peace to the people. This is what the girls do now. Peace oh, to yeah. the people. I wonder if that's what Cardi did too. Nikki. No, I think she did something like that. Like literally threw her freaking red bottoms. All right. Literally bloody shoes. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Peace to the people. Peace to the people.